Here we go. Welcome in to another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. And on this week's episode, we will talk to uh, Oakdale Girls basketball coach Rob Healy, a longtime friend of the show. Uh, responded to the call uh, 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 from a week earlier and uh, happy to have him on. Uh, we did record the conversation prior to the large school Central Maryland Conference Championship uh, games. Uh, the Bears uh, were the hottest team in the county with 13 wins in a row. They, they fall to Frederick High uh, in, in, in the girls large school championship game. We'll talk more about that in, in, in just a minute here. Uh, but we did record the conversation uh, prior to uh, those games uh, due to just to being a very uh, busy week with, with, with other stuff going on. And we also recorded this podcast before the small school championship games uh, that were to take place on Friday between uh, the Middletown and Catoctin girls uh, and the uh, Walkersville and the Smithsburg boys. So uh, interesting recording schedule for us this week, but I uh, look forward to catching up with Coach Healy um, uh, and, and, and asking him why his team has played so well. Uh, but my colleagues here at the FMP, Alexander Dacey and John Cannon, join me now, as always, for our opening segment. And we did have the uh, CMC Championship Games, the large school games, guys. Uh, the Frederick boys um, uh, didn't play a perfect game in Alexander, but, but, but they uh, had, a, had a fairly comfortable win over North Hagerstown. And then in a total defensive slugfest, uh, not, not a pretty offensive game at all, uh, the Frederick High girls, uh, they... Uh, uh, avenge their uh, loss from a couple of weeks ago to Oakdale. They beat the Bears 32-26. to Alexander, what were your takeaways from the boys' game? Um, I, I think the, the first thing is that if you're, uh, if you're disappointed with an 18-point loss, as, Fre- as Frederick was, j- just a little bit, uh, I think your team is pretty good. <laughs> um, I mean, Frederick, you know, offensively just a total machine like usual. The one thing and the main thing I think they were kind of, you know, a little upset about is their defense, which had, you know, is probably the probably the best defense in the county. I mean, I know we've – I think we've all seen them now at this point, and, and they're, they're – they're just so long and athletic and they, they know how to hold their positions really well. So it was a little surprising because there were a couple moments in the game against uh, North Hagerstown where they kind of got into a little bit of a track meet running back and forth, trading buckets. Um, uh, North never really went on any sustained run um, to, to, to sort of put pressure on Frederick though, because every time they scored, Frederick would score right back. Um but uh, so that was, I guess, the, the disappointment for them was they did allow they allowed sixty two points. Uh, they scored eighty, so it was you know it, fine in the end. But uh, for they, they like to, I know uh, on the Oakdale girls side they like to have their forty point uh, benchmark. Uh, same thing on the uh, for the Frederick High boys they uh, they preach uh, no more than forty points. And on Tuesday they only gave up forty uh, to Spring Mills, who was uh, at the time the last undefeated team in the state of West Virginia. Uh, I know, John, you saw that game. So, you know, their their defense seems to, you know, this may be a minor hiccup, whatever you want to call it. But, again, they also won by 18. They were never really in doubt of losing this game and, from the jumps. So. And they held Middletown under 50. They did hold Middletown uh, under 50, uh, yes. In the last week as well. They held it, them to 47 and almost won that game by 30 points. So, yeah, I mean, the Frederick boys, uh, John, you could attest to this. They look to be playing mm-hmm. – 
uh, about as well as they could hope to play heading into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last time we were, I was on this podcast, I don't think I had seen them yet, or maybe I did once, but uh, yeah, they look great. I mean, they uh, <laughs> they do a lot of different things. I love block shots, and that, that the last the two times I saw them, that David Dorsey, who stands like six foot six for them, he's just a heck of a rim protector. He's really good at getting blocks without fouling people. And uh, actually, Ivan Quajada has a, his own technique of blocking shots. Not quite as big, but he gets up there. He gets it in the air pretty well. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be tough. I mean, they're, they're, uh, we were talking about it. They haven't won a state title, I think, since 1982. Been a while for them. So, uh, maybe this is the year they break that drought. Yeah, and it also seems like Class 4A is not quite as strong as it usually is. So, the, the I don't want to say the, the, the doors open, but Frederick seems to be in a pretty good Pretty, pretty good year, I guess, for them to move up to Class 4A, given how strong all the other regions, uh, all the other classifications seem to be. Yeah, and J.J. Addison has been a major addition, uh, a, a private school kid last mm-hmm. year. Uh, he's, he's from Frederick. Uh, he lives in the Frederick School District. Uh, one, saw the success of the team last year, uh, wanted to be a part of it. Uh, he's friends with, has been friends for a long time with most of the guys on the team, so he's been a tremendous addition this year. Uh, and he's, he's one of the most highly regarded uh, uh, recruits in the country. Um, and that's uh, true. But, and then, but, uh, but if you look at their team, at least a couple of times I saw them, Elwin Wordlaw is that guy. When they need a basket, he'll just take charge. He's that take charge guy. That, like, <laughs> right. uh, there's some teams we have, we've talked about it, where they're good, but they don't seem to have that go-to player. And they, I'm, they have a lot of really good players, but he's the guy that's just going to let them lose you know, in, right. in crunch time. Uh, the CMC girls game, man, I, I, I don't know exactly how to describe that thing. I mean, I, we, we, we sort of know what we were kind of getting into with it because uh, Frederick and Oakdale are the two best defensive teams in the county. And, 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 and man, uh, what, was that a defensive ball game they played uh, on uh, Thursday night? It, 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 TJ, uh, Frederick wins 32 uh, to 26. Uh, we'll talk to Coach Healy about this, but apparently it's only the second time ever uh, in the history of Oakdale High School um, that, that Oakdale has surrendered fewer than 40 points, the girls, and, and, and lost. So, so that's a remarkable little note uh, right there. But, um, but man, every, every basket was at, was at a premium in this game. There weren't a lot of fouls. I mean, it was a physical game, but there weren't a lot of fouls called. Lots of held balls called. I think uh, there were 16 held balls. So, like, every possession was like, was like a battle in this game. Um, every, every basket, it seemed like, was a major premium in this game. Only four free throws uh, shot in the game, which I know Coach Healy was uh, upset about afterwards. Uh, Frederick was one for three. Oakdale was 0 for one. Uh, remarkably, Oakdale only shot one free throw in the entire game. Uh, <clears throat> unfortunate for Oakdale, uh, Jane Rape, uh, she, she uh, left the game with an ankle injury with a couple of minutes to play in the first quarter. Uh, Sydney Husky of Frederick, their star player, fouled out with two, about two minutes to go in the game. Alexander, I know you were there sort of keeping your eye on this yeah. game. It, it, it had a little bit of everything. Yeah, it was It was certainly certainly a, a for, for a game that low scoring, it was plenty to talk about, plenty of stuff happening. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, it felt like every possession, just everybody was hitting the floor. And like you said, soup, probably the mo- one of the most physical games I've seen, at least on the – on the girls' side, um, and, and like you said, I guess I didn't think about it because I was I was do, I was watching it as I was writing my story, so I I was uh, only kind of the boys' game, yeah, yeah, the boys' game. So I was only kind of half paying attention for for most of it, but yeah, it just it, it just seemed like it 
it, it just seemed like it, I know I know the quote you you used and then Rob used it as well as I call it kind of like a tackle football game, which it kind of was. So Rob could used Kurt Stein on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, Kurt would have been right at home uh, yeah. uh, coaching that game. Uh, but John, you made a good point. I mean, there, there weren't a lot of free throws in this game, and and normally there are. So so that helped to account for the low scoring. I, mm-hmm. I know when you saw these two teams play a couple of weeks ago in, in Oakdale one. Uh, it was a, like it was a game in the forties. It was believe, a very good game. I, I well played. Forty four, forty one yeah. in the final, and, and there was. It sounds like there was much more. I didn't see the game you mm-hmm. did, but it sounds like there was much more offensive flow. Uh, exactly. In, in, in that was. game, because uh, there was no offensive flow uh, well whatsoever <laughs> no. whatsoever in this game. Right. Uh, I I think Oakdale really got hurt, but uh, with uh, with Jane Rape uh, mm-hmm. leaving the game, uh, one of their best players on both ends of the floor. Uh, she, she's good at, uh, uh, at finishing ar- around the basket. Uh, she also helps uh, Alexis Rowe and uh, Bryn uh, Olhoff to defend. And Frederick uh, was without their freshman there. Their right. Brie, uh, Brie well, uh, Marley, Marley, Marley Williams. Marley Williams. Um, there was a Bree Williams one. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she wasn't in school on Thursday for some reason, so she couldn't play in the game. So <laughs> it was just a weird, 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 weird game. Um. Uh. But 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 Frederick. I mean. I mean. When when the chips are down, uh, they 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 tend to come through, as their coach uh, Nate uh, Naylor uh, p- pointed out. And uh, the the big shot of the game uh, was hit by um uh, uh, uh Sewell uh, hit a big three pointer after Oakdale had closed to within two points with about a minute to go. Uh, Dejaya Sewell with Sydney Husky fouled out of the game. Uh, she hit a big three. And, and they say she's one of the most clutch players on the team. Uh, she, she tends to uh, come through in those situations uh, when they need her, and, and she hit a big shot to kind of put the game uh, out, out of reach there in the final minute. And, and the Frederick High girls once again find a way to get it done. They avenge their loss, and they beat Oakdale 32-26 to in the CMC Large School Girls Championship game. Uh, what what are we expecting in the small school games, guys? Because uh, we're recording this again before they are played. Um, uh, <clears throat> Catoctin Middletown uh, girls uh, sh- should saw, be interesting. I saw them play yeah. earlier this year. Catoctin really handled them. They um they did a good job on um on shutting down um oh my <laughs> Tolly Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I have to pronounce her name. And uh, yeah, they uh they just really took her out of the game, and that's what they're gonna have to do again. And uh, we'll see, we'll see. Although I'm sure Chris Quivers will have something maybe to counter try to counter that and, and are the walkersville boys sort of peaking right now Alexander? yeah they're on a, i believe an 11 game winning streak right now um and kenyon johnson just scores thousandth uh point the other night so now he's got a thousand points 500 rebounds just uh for his high school career um just did, just totally dominant all around and uh they got smithsburg and, and I, did, they, I would, did they play earlier um, i believe they did and i think walkersville won fairly comfortably um i don't remember off the top of my head okay um, and, and but it, if they i think they did play and i'm and i don't think smithsburg won that right so. and the, the, the large school games of course were at tj um the small school games are at north hagerstown so it's a bit of a trek it'll be a fun that. trek for me on a, fr- on a friday on a friday afternoon with traffic going in that direction yeah um so so it'll be a bit, bit of a trek for uh everyone not named uh smithsburg uh, really so um, so those are the small school games, uh, and then uh, the playoffs start uh, next week. Um, so so we'll have uh, early round games next week, and then I think most of the top seeds, like the Frederick uh, High girls, the Oakdale girls, they'll they'll have buys, and and, and they'll 
uh, play towards the end of next week, as well as the boys' side, Frederick High, Walkersville, I'm sure, will, will, be, will be one of the top seeds. So those teams will be back in action. They'll, they'll, they'll get a week off, basically, uh, between uh, the, the CMC games and, and the start of their playoff runs. Uh, so we had the state track meet this week. I, I, I just wanted to uh, briefly run down the champions. <clears throat> the TJ Boys and Catoctin Boys uh, win state team titles. Uh, TJ Boys win 4A uh, for the first time since 2012. Uh, Catoctin wins their third straight team title in uh, Class A um, uh, indoor, and they also won the outdoor championship uh, last year. Uh, champions uh, from the county, uh, TJ's James Partlow in the 4A 3200 and 1600. Catoctin's Furious, Furious Trammel in the 1A 300 and 500 meter dash. Uh, Cougars Gabe Ryling in the 1A uh, 3200 and 1600. Uh, Middletown's Ava Allen in the 2A uh, 55 hurdles in the pole vault. Uh, Brunswick's Morgan Corwine, uh, uh, fresh off of winning a county wrestling championship last week. Uh, he, he defends his title in the 1A pole vault with a height of 13 feet. Uh, Urbana's uh, Keon Tiny Tang uh, in the 500 dash uh, 4A. Uh, Thomas Johnson's uh, Gilberto Ramos uh, in the 4A pole vault. Um, Urbana's Aaron Humes in the uh, 4A shot put. And the Hawks' uh, 4x8 relay team also wins the state title. And then uh, <clears throat> on Tuesday, we had Oakdale's, uh, Oakdale Jr.'s Grant Lore in the 3A shot put. And uh, Lillian Schultz in the 3A pole vault take state titles. This weekend uh, is the state swimming championships. Uh, I don't know how many kids we have or, or what we might be looking at there. Alexander, do you have some? There, there's a, there are going to be representatives from the county, but it's none of the none of the uh, county champions or none of, none of the people that won at counties. So it's not looking like a, a state title uh, type year in the swimming okay. side of things. Um, diving diving might have a couple of top five finishers because there's. Uh, most of the divers, uh, most of the top divers are going, but uh, they're the, the the Montgomery County divers are kind of uh, they're 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 seeded their seeds are way higher than uh, than than uh, our divers. All right, but here we are in the middle of the playoffs. A busy week this week. It'll be a busy week again next week with the start of the um, uh, basketball playoffs as well as the uh, state uh, wrestling championships. Uh, regional wrestling is this weekend. States are next weekend. So, guys, thank you. And when we come back, we will uh, have our conversation uh, pre-recorded with uh, Oakdale uh, coach uh, girls basketball, Rob Healy. So stay with us here on The Final Score. All right, it's time to welcome to the program friend of show, uh, one of the most loyal listeners of The Final Score podcast. Also happens to be coaching the hottest basketball team in Frederick County right now. Uh, let's say hello to Rob Healy, the uh, head coach of the Oakdale High girls basketball team. Uh, you you responded to my call. I, 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 I knew you would. I didn't have to say a word I, I, uh, outside the podcast. I, uh, I invited you on last week, as, as many heard, and, and I said I was just going to wait for you to, to contact me, and, and, and sure enough, you did. So, And I'm glad you did because uh, your, your team's playing great right now. How, how are you, Coach Healy? Thanks for coming in. Yeah, Greg, thanks for having me. I appreciate the shout-out. I'm a loyal listener, you know, and 
it was really funny to hear that. So I think we started a new trend where you try to reach out to somebody yeah. and invite them and see how long it takes. And anytime I need to talk or communicate with you, I'm just going to do it here. Uh, <laughs> okay. we, we, we could just throw our phones away and we, we could do it here. Okay. Uh, well, you might, you, 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 you would need a way to, uh, get back to me so so i'll have to keep my phone on i guess yeah i don't run my own podcast yeah yeah, that's true so (laughs) if you you need to start one and we could just communicate uh uh podcast to podcast that is something i would like like to do one day greg to be honest well actually well we'll we'll have you on more often maybe during some of the um downtime and we we could talk about anything i want to talk about other stuff with you here too sure super bowl um, NBA All Star Game. They were they weren't playing Oakdale defense uh, right. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, during the NBA All Star Game uh, uh, on Sunday night. So, uh, but why why are you guys playing so well now? Uh, Thirteen in a row. Uh, you're you're gearing up for the CMC Championship game on Thursday. Uh, you're gonna have um, the uh, rubber match, I guess, uh, with, with Frederick High. You, you split the first two meetings. Just why is this group come together so well and, and playing so great right now? I think it's a lot of different reasons. Um, when you watch teams play no matter the sport, sometimes you just take a step back and watch just how are they playing together? Are they having fun? Are they high-fiving? Are they cheering each other on? I think you see that when you watch our team this year and a fantastic group of girls. You know, we even talked about it this week of practice, how it's not every year that you have a team like this. We've got a really special group that gets along really well together to make sure we're enjoying all these times together, you know, win or lose in a couple of weeks here, the whole season's over. So definitely trying to enjoy it. Um, defense, like you mentioned, you know, it's definitely something our size, I think defensively is definitely helping us a lot this year. Um, we got a great coaching staff, you know, the assistants with Greg and Todd and Jen and Larry and Ryan, they're just fantastic. Um, and, they're, they're, they're all, they're all coaches. They, uh, they are coaches yeah. in all aspects of the word. Yeah. I mean, um, Greg Schreiber was the head coach of the Frederick high boys. Correct. Uh, Todd Steber helps out with the soccer team. I correct. know. And he's been involved with, with various teams uh, over, over the years at Oakdale. Yeah, so. Jen, Jen was a head coach at FCC for a year and has gotten other offers to be head coach other places. Um, how'd you, how'd you put together such a high, high powered coaching staff? Uh, luck. Yeah, no, just uh, connections. You know, Oakdale community is a strong community. We support athletics a lot. Um, I, I've known Jen since she played her band. I was on a staff to help coach her when she was a player there. I've always just marveled at how well she is a coach. It's sometimes people have a calling in life and something she's so good at that it would just be a waste if she's not coaching in some capacity. Um, coach Steve, I've just met through the Oakdale coaching staff, and he's just been a fantastic addition for years now. Um, and like you said with Greg, you know, it was one of those things last year. I don't want to leave out J.R. Rollins. He was fantastic for the last, like, five, six years with us. Uh, credit to him getting the Tuscarora head job. He's well-deserved that. But to replace him, man, that was that was a big loss for us, and he's fantastic. Uh, but I was able to – I knew Greg a little bit, um, whether it was early morning basketball pickup games playing and just his daughters in the community and being the Frederick Boys coach, you know, just knew a little bit about him and – Reached out to him when we lost Jr. and lucky enough for us, he was in a point in his life and career where he was able to come on board and help us out and got Coach Jodry back for the JV head job, take Jr.'s head JV job, and then got Ryan Wright as an assistant as well, who's a former player at Walkersville and Hood, so she knows the game and just another female we could get on staff to just help us out as well. So, did did you see this sort of potential with this group of players that that you have? Uh, potential, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things you really just in the off season, you know, you try to make plans for what you think is going to happen. 
but doesn't always go that way. And as you know, <laughs> when you get players get hurt and things happen, you, yeah, you, you, you guys have flip. faced adversity. Oh. This this hasn't been a picnic or a, or a super smooth ride for you. That uh, as easy as you've made it look for for the past uh, month to month and a half. Right. So um, yeah. Uh, but but you saw this group was capable of doing some big things. I knew that we could have a good team, but I, you know, the first four games of the season of our schedule, I, I was telling people, we'll know how good we are after two weeks because uh, we had four quality opponents to open the season, and we were two and two in that stretch. So I wasn't <laughs> wasn't really sure how good we were going to be because then the injuries and stuff. So um, hasn't been smooth, like you said, but it's a great group to be around. I look forward to seeing them every day. And I knew we had the talent, right? It's just one of those you got to figure out the pieces and put it together and figure out what works and what's not. You guys had a tough stretch because you just welcomed back one of your best players, uh, Sky Bayless, from injury. Um, she broke her ankle during the Catoctin game. Correct. Catoctin is a, is, is, is a strong team. Oh, yeah. So, so when, anytime you lose a player in, the, in a game like that, it's going to be tough. And, and Sky sort of – keeps the offense rolling and, oh, and, and when she broke her ankle heading into the fourth quarter of that game you guys sort of lost your way and, yep. and, and credit to Catoctin Correct. Uh, they they played great and, yep. and they got you guys yes that's exactly right it pro- probably carried over into the next game too against Urbana I, even though it was a real close game you guys were still trying to sort of figure things out without Sky um, and, and you lost that one too and all of a sudden you're, you're sort of reeling a bit but but how have you guys been able to pull it together and, and, and really hit your stride here Heading into the most important time of the year. Yeah, another player that got hurt for us too was Kenzie Walker, our sophomore on the varsity there. She got hurt in the Frederick game right after the New Year. Um, and so that was another guard down. And I think in a way, we then went big with our lineup and it just clicked. Yeah. And, and I mean, Jane and Bryn, you watch those two play together, getting out and running with their size and athleticism. It's Fantastic to watch those two get out together. You got you know Alexis Rowe in the middle. Yeah, she's six, every bit of six one yeah, basically. I, I so. think her wingspan might be six eight. Yeah, right. So you know just that size that we put out there. I do think it causes problems, but it's an athletic group. You know we're not slow. So we we got a bunch of great kids contributing a variety of ways and just make big plays when they need to be made. Did you did you feel the defense was gonna have to be your calling card every year? You, you every are, year yeah, yeah. I, we don't have four d1 kids walking through our door right so right yeah every year you got to be able to play some defense so so explain your approach and explain your board in, in your room like 40 is your sort of target number you feel if you could hold a team under 40 that, that that's a game you should win yes yeah there's been one game in the 13 years here at oakdale now that we were held we held our opponent under 40 and still lost Really? Yeah, one game. Who, who, who got you? Yeah, I can't think of the team. But I want to say it was like 36-32, something like that, and, okay. and, that we lost. Um, so, so it's a truism. I mean, yeah. I mean, stats-wise, this bears out. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Just been watching long enough and coaching long enough to know that that's usually the target score. I mean, but how much does that size help you play defense? I mean, you got Alexis. I, I think she set your – Block single game block correct a, yep. a, a couple times a couple this year. times she's broken her own record yeah uh, Jane Rape is six feet six yep. one uh, uh, you have a JV call up yeah um, Layla McFarland's another six footer for us <laughs> and it's with sophomore inside yep 
Right. Uh, you, you said Bryn Olhoff, too. Yep. Mia Sims is 5'10", and she is athletic, and can, right. every rebound is Mia's. Yeah. When, when I saw you play, you almost looked like a college team uh, <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, uh, with, with your size. But but yeah, I mean when you have when you have five players that are roughly six feet or maybe a little taller, that that makes it easier to to play defense. Correct. <laughs> yeah, but one of your best players and and and, and uh, a player that's really helped keep things on the track for you this season is is not super tall, but but she's a great shooter, uh, and that has been uh, Elisa uh, Ortiz. Uh, she's sort of picked up the slack when 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 Sky went out. Oh man, I can't put into words what Elisa has meant to this team this whole season. Even from the get-go, she was – even go back to last year, just her junior year, just coming on, and she was one of the reasons why we were able to win the region last year, just her produ- productivity on the floor in all areas. Um, and then this year, you know, she's a first-team all-county player this year. She's fantastic. Um, yeah, our leading scorer all year, ball handler, just communicating on the floor, getting people in the right place. And, you know – stepping up for another kid playing out of position you could say but it came natural to her she did a great job knowing when to speed up knowing when to slow down and she's one of your um, shortest players but, yeah, yeah yeah also one of our shorts yeah yeah. She, yeah she said she's in the back of the line typically yeah, so yeah. <laughs> but 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 she's certainly one of one of your most important players absolutely uh, right now though she's battling an injury right uh, yeah uh, how did how did she get hurt and what's, what's her prognosis uh in the middletown game fourth quarter she got fouled uh hit pretty hard on her knee Kept playing a couple minutes there, you know, and then came out. And after the game was like, I'm not quite feeling right. So, um, you know, she's trying to take care of that. We're not sure entirely, um, but she's not back this week. I can tell you that. Okay. Uh, so, so, what's been the most impressive thing about this 13-game winning streak to you? Um, I just – really just the way that the team is playing with confidence. I think that in any sport, you know, when you're confident what you're doing, you take the open shot. You are – I'm going to slide over him. I'm going to make this play, right? I'm confident because things are going well. So it just sort of has been breeding from one thing to another. And, you know, one thing i got to mention, you talk about the defense. I think if you watch us play, you know who Emma Carey is. And we haven't even mentioned her name yet. But yet, and that's sort of like how it might go sometimes. It's like, oh, Emma scored five points. Yeah, she also held the opponent's best player to four points, right? If you watch that kid play, her energy, athleticism, smarts, just knowing how to defend. Sometimes she'll face guard kids. I mean, she's just the energizer bunny, the glue kid of the team. You know, she she's a kid's just absolutely held responsible for one of the reasons why we do so well de- defensively. All right. <clears throat> so, you, so you guys have won 13 in a row now, but you sort of needed that win to sort of almost not validate the streak, but really give it some oomph and, and, and really back it up. And you guys got that when you beat Frederick High. I mean, you beat Ligonor uh, twice, too, which are – Ligonor's a uh, – Very good a, team. A very good team, so those are impressive wins there. But but beating Frederick High, which has sort of been the, the standard bearer for girls' basketball in this in this county for, for several years now, a team that beat you by 20 early in the season. Um, but I knew um, you, you were confident heading into the rematch just – how were you guys able to pull out that game 44 to 40 and, and and what did that do for the confidence of your girls? That just continues to help the confidence and look that game could have gone either way really. You know credit to Nate and the job he does with Frederick. They're they're a tough team. They got some great players. And, and you'll see him again on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's one of those games it's going to be a fun competition. We really hope that both teams can play well, stay healthy cuz we both have bigger goals, you know, what we're trying to do. Um 
but it should be a very fun, exciting game for the for the players involved. Well, why the discrepancy? Why did they get you by twenty? Other than them being a, a very good team, and, and why did were you able to get them? this Well, time? that was right after the break. We still had not quite figured out the whole offensive scheme and playing with the bigger lineup, a lot more minutes, um, just different things like that. We still had not totally figured that out. But it's a credit to Frederick; they played very well. Our offense in that game was the worst we've had all season, just statistically and just all the different things that were going wrong for us offensively, and that's a credit to Frederick and their defense as well. Uh, where is uh, Sky right now in terms of her just return? Yeah, she's pretty much back. Yeah, she, she's had a couple of really good practices. Um, and she came back, right? Her first game back was uh, timely enough, that the, Frederick, the Frederick game. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it, it was very interesting how one drops and then one adds, and now getting Kenzie back too. So we've got both of them back now. Okay, is what uh, what's Elise's um, prognosis with her? With her? Um, like, like I was saying, she's out at least this week. Um, maybe so. Next she won't. Week. So she she won't play Thursday. No, okay. no, no. She's out. Okay, uh, but you're hoping to maybe get her back. There's a point? chance. We we truly don't know ultimately what's going to happen. Um, I don't know. Is, is Sky Sky yet though? I mean, is she, or is she still sort of feeling her way back into? She's yeah. pretty much back. I mean, okay. she, yeah, we. She's actually, I feel like, done a lot more in the practices than games so far just because the games that we've had, she has not played as much as she, you know, probably typically would. Um, but in the practices, she's been looking good. Uh, I'm curious how you view this because now you're only going to play one game this week. And then you're going to have a bye because you'll be one of the top seeds in the region. And then you won't play until, you say, March 1st will be your first game? Correct. So you're this red-hot team, and now you're going to play twice in a week. So do you look that – do you look at that as a good thing or a bad thing, or sort of how do you view this sort of mini break that you guys have uh, right now? Everybody's in the same boat, so it's I don't feel like we're missing out in a way. I mean, that bye is one less game, I guess you could say, but uh, it's a chance to you know get everybody healthy and just work on all the little fine tune things, work on situations, um, you know, just keep, just keep building, try try to keep that momentum as best we can. You know, one good thing about having such a deep team like we have is when we practice against each other, we're making each other better, you know, iron sharpens iron, you know, it's not one of those things where the first team would just run over the other team every time, you know, we, we've got a lot of good competitions going on um, and girls competing. How, how is the team handling the success? They're doing a great job. I, I just think they're just excited for the next game each time. It's nothing where they're walking around, their head still fits through the door kind of thing. So they're doing okay. So, so, okay, so, so so they're staying. They're staying. Yeah, they're they're humble. They're grounded. grounded. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're doing a good job. Okay, how how many years now for you at Oakdale coaching girls um, basketball? Twenty ten and eleven was the first year the school opened. I've been coaching since then. So right, and and, and what made you want the job? You've you probably talked about this before right. when you've been on, but what made you want the job? And because you don't have children on the team, and, and and oftentimes when kids aren't involved in the program, you don't you don't you don't see their their parents still coaching but but you but you've coached this team for a long time without a child on the team so what do you enjoy so much about the job coach Healy well like you Greg growing up I was involved in a lot of sports and <clears throat> all kinds just playing all that and got to a point where your playing career comes to an end yeah. and you know I just found a niche with coaching in college helping out with some different things um when I was in, going to college and helping assistant coaching some high school teams and was like, hey, I enjoy this. And so when I moved to Maryland and started teaching, I had a connection uh, to some coaches and got caught up with them and just kept kept going. And uh, it's just something I really enjoy doing. I've uh, From November to March, 
I don't know what it would be like if I wasn't coaching. <laughs> right. Like people take winter breaks. I don't know what that is. Like a winter vacation. I don't I don't do that. So But 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 you have family and children of your own. Correct. And so I mean and coaching is a very time consuming thing and you are not doing it for the money, obviously. No, it, right. it is a labor of love. So so the family's gotta be on board with all this time you're devoting to this too, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I got a shout out to my wife Kristen. She's the coach's wife one oh one. She is fantastic. Couldn't do it of course without her and her support. Um, and, and my two kids, Tanner and Kinsey, do a great job, and they, they come to practice and support the team. Um, they look up to the girls. I always ask, you know, who's who's doing this, who's doing that. My daughter even said, I was trying to explain to her, I was, you know, coming on this podcast with you, and maybe people could listen to it. She's like, Dad, would Taylor Swift listen to it? <laughs> so, I, I hope so. Yeah, but... so Taylor, if you're listening, my daughter Kinsey says hi to you out there. <laughs> I'll let you know if Taylor responds. All right. uh, this will, we'll, we'll see if Taylor uh, re- responds to this. She probably won't respond as quickly as you did. Uh, right, right. Uh, to, to something said uh, on on the program here. So uh, so you, Kurt Stein, like how, how much of the old guard – from day one at Oakdale is, is is still there. Yeah, it's. I was thinking about that the other day. I was. I think it's really Stein, myself, and I think Coach Dorsch with volleyball. I think. Yeah, that's true. I, I think, think he he's was been Oakdale's there. But other than coach. that, I, you know, like like I know Beth Nave with lacrosse is gone, but then she came back. She's assistant now a little bit. You know, right. so. There's still some people maybe like they're, they're, they're around, around. But, right. but they're not in the same jobs that they were initially. Yeah. Uh, hired to be in, correct. So, and, and you just coached against the man that, that put you in that job, Chris Crevos. Correct. Uh, when, when when you played uh, Middletown, was that sort of a weird experience getting to coach against Chris, or did it feel like another game, or did anything feel? Yeah, cool? it was. You know, I actually had an opportunity um, when I left Urbana and went to Wooten for two years as a JV head coach. Uh, we came and played Wooten, played at Urbana and got to play against him in that gym and stuff. So that was like the first experience of going against him, and then this would be the second one. So, yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to the game. I knew he's got a good team there as well. So, How did, how did, you, know, how did you know Crit? I mean, did that, did that experience help get you the job at Oakdale? Or, um, because, oh, you, so, no, when I moved down to Maryland, I was living with my aunt at the time. She's like, hey, I live in Urbana. Just come down here. You can live with me until you find a place and get settled and everything. So her kids went to Urbana, and so having that niche for wanting to coach basketball, I – got introduced to him and I helped him there for four years at Urbana. Yeah. And that, and that connection helped get you that job connection would help them when he was Oakdale. named the AD yeah. of Oakdale. Yeah. How, how far do you think the program's come uh, in, let's see what, 14 years now? Yeah. I mean, you know, something even happened today at practice where, you know, coach Jodry and has made this point this weekend and he made a point to tell the team how girls, I want you all to realize that what we have this year is special. Because it's not always like this, you know. And he's coached a lot of basketball, and you know, and he's right. Where you get a team, a collection of coaches and kids like this that just work hard every day, come every day with great attitude. It, it, and you know, then even our sophomore Kenzie stepped up and was saying how just the culture that we have is just such a great thing to be a part of. So just appreciating that. And so when you say how far has it come, I mean, you know, we didn't have uniforms or basketballs when we started, right? We didn't have a schedule, so we had to put all that together. You didn't have any seniors, and no seniors. No seniors, no juniors. We just start with freshmen, sophomores, right? right. So, <clears throat> just building from that and learning so much along the way. Um, it, it, it's pretty special to be at the one place for this long and just to enjoy it as much as we do. Right. Um, 
I mean, do you guys talk about winning states at all, or is that something you don't really talk about? Mm, I, I don't. Other people might, but I don't. I'm just worried about the next game and, like, trying to get out of our region. You know, we, we got some really good teams. Right. Does, does the whole team sort of put the blinders on and just just – they, they focus on what's next? or At least when they're around me. I think okay. they know that we're just focused on that. What they do if I'm not around, I can't say. But uh, when it's around me, there's no talk like that. We're just trying to get better. So so you guys don't do a lot of big picture talking? Um, I mean, big picture, like, in terms of, like, hey, we'd like to win states. But that's sort of a goal of everyone's. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you know, they, they might have that as a goal on their own. They talk about that, but not, not with me. You know, the one thing we did is just the other day watching some film, I made sure that, all right, this is what the playoff bracket is. I want them to see that. Right. Hey, you earned that one seed. Yeah. But this is what it looks like. Because right now, just we know it's not changing. If anybody has, like, a little game left, it's not affecting the standing. So... We know who's one through seven. This is what it is. Um, so I wanted them to see that, just to have that visualization, and so they know what to look forward to. Right. How how, how has the job changed in your time at Oakdale? I mean, it's still basketball, right? It's still working with high school kids. Right. You know, that hasn't changed a whole lot. No, but the world has changed. I mean, yeah. I, I guess in 2010 there was some social media. I mean, Twitter was out there, Facebook, right. Facebook MySpace, some of the old social media platforms. Right. But but now with everyone having a phone and all that, that that's had to uh, change things a little bit in terms of all the outside noise, right? Yeah, you would think. I'll be honest, I'm a – the, You're not the, a social media guy. I'm not really involved in all that. Um, but 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 your players are, I'm sure. I, and, they and, are, and, 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 and I I talk you, with the captains before the season, and you know I'm constant communication with these kids because I go to the middle school games and I know who they are since they're in like fifth sixth grade. So um, I know them and their families, and if there usually would be anything to be concerned about, we try to address that right away. But you know I talk with them about sort of the expectations are, and this is what we should do. This is what we shouldn't do. If there's ever anything that I need to know, the girls are great about letting me know. Like, I'm not very good with birthdays, Greg. You could tell me your birthday. I'll forget it like <clears> five <throat> seconds later. But the girls yeah. the girls are great about – You remember your kid's birthday. I do right? remember my kid's okay. and my wife's birthday, All right, yes. Good. Um, anniversary? Anniversary. I got that one, yes. Okay, good. So the, the, the important That's important the important stuff. ones, right? Yeah. Um, but the girls are great. Like, hey, coach, it's so-and-so's birthday today. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, Because I, I wouldn't right. know. They well, there's just too much to keep track of, right? Right, yeah. right, right. So – it's little things like that, I think, that can speak to the bigger picture of how the girls are, the kind of team that we have, the program that we have, that they're more focused on all the good stuff as opposed to any trying to get caught up in any drama and stuff. Are you the same coach that you were back in 2010, or have you, have you had to alter your style a little bit? Um, I think I'm a lot of the same. I do think I'm a much better coach now than I was back then. I, and I tell former players that. I tell them, sorry, I wish I could have been a better coach you know, when you were playing, I realized I'm I've gotten better at some things now. Um, yeah. Well, what what do you learn? How how are you better now than you were? Well, I mean, as you did, know, did, did gen- generally speaking, yeah, of course, you've right? gotten better over. 10, yeah, but over I mean, if you do years, anything for yeah. fourteen years, right? You you learn right. little tricks of the trade and just different things, things that have worked in the past and don't. And uh, any specific thing you could point to, uh, or um, um, putting you on the spot here. No, but, I, you know, I'm going to give, like, Mike Mathis a shout-out because I remember early in my career, it was always we, we had to try to beat Walkersville. It's been when we were 2A for, for a few years there, and it was like we could just never beat them. And I just remember the challenge of trying to figure out ways to try to beat them because he was such a good team and a good program and a good coach that just I just go back thinking about that, how that really made me have to be a better coach to figure out ways to try to do that 
and just over time, just you know, you just figure out ways of things that work and just get better at things and look back and oh, that was not good. Why did we do that? You know, so um, just continue to. One thing I know I'm better at this change for me too, as far as coaching is, I enjoy the off season. I know in the past I probably did more open gyms or more whatever in the off season. Whereas now it's like our season's done. I don't want to see you really until late May, early June. Right. Well, you need you a break. Know. You need a break. I need too. a break yeah, too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it's the, like the, and then, the family needs to see you and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. then in the fall, it's like, oh, you got six weeks. I bet you can't wait till the season starts. I'm like, I I, I need the six weeks. I'll be ready when November fifteenth comes, but. I'm not rushing those, that time, right? I enjoy that time, you know, with, with the family and friends and things and just, yeah, enjoy that time. But when it's time to go, I'm ready to go. Well, when, when, when does the off season really crank into gear? Like, like when? Like the season ends in March yeah. and, then it's, and you get away from it for a while. When are you sort of looking to get back into June, it? June is notorious <clears throat> for like high school teams to try to do things, whether it's a team camp or yeah. summer leagues, you know, June, July, that kind of thing. Um, that, you'll have some open gyms in June, or well, uh, we might do a couple, yeah, just, but not many, just a couple, and then get ready for like a summer league or something that we might do. Um, and then August we're off, go get started with school. Once school starts, usually like after Labor Day, we'll pick up like two nights a week open gym till the season starts. Right. Uh, not every coach dresses up uh, during games. Uh, some are more casual than others, but but you are not, sir. You 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 wear a suit at, at most games that that I've seen anyway. Yeah. Just, just why is it important to keep that sort of professional demeanor on the sideline? Um, it's you know, fifteen years ago it was the thing, right? The head coach not, not, not up. even college coaches wear. Right. I mean, they're, right. they're down to. Uh, casual right now. i saw uh, bruce pearl last night wearing right like a sneaker they were they, they're, they're, they're wearing right uh, yeah. they're wearing like khakis and just right. like a, like a golf shirt and, and and all sneakers now basically but if you come to an oakdale girls game you you're, you're you have your suit on so I, I do and it started with just well, there's a lot of reasons here greg so one elementary pe teacher right right i don't get to dress up for my day job that's true so i enjoy that i get to dress up for something Right. I think it looks nice. It's professional, right? Try to get a little bit of respect, especially if you go on the road somewhere people don't know you. You know, right. all right, this guy's taken serious, you know? No, not, but you're the only one in a suit, right? Or, um, or do, I, do I have it wrong? Do some of your assistants? Sometimes you know? they will. Larry, Larry and Greg, you know, sometimes will. Um, you know, and they have the freedom to dress up if they want. You know, <laughs> right. I want them to be comfortable. It's fine. Right. Don't think I haven't thought about it. And I've even told them how, you know, man, next year we should order some coaching gear for us to just dress down a little bit. Right. Uh, but there's a quote out there. I'm a big quote guy. And there's a quote that says, don't dress for the job you have, dress for the job you want. Right. And so that was something that sort of mantra sort of st- stuck with me that, all right, I'm going to do this because I want to do it right. I want to be the best that we can, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then um, there was one other thought there, and I just lost my train of thought. But have you, will you change this? Like, you're on this winning streak now. Have you worn the same suit for every game? I've not. No, I've not. <laughs> okay. No. I got, I got some different ones. So you're not, you're not super superstitious then? No, like, no, like, no. Like, you, like you change, you, you've washed your face since the winning streak started. I don't, I don't see like a beard going right. or you haven't grown your hair out or anything Correct. like that. So you're not overly superstitious. I'm not being superstitious so. with anything like right. that. No, but, but do you maybe have, in the past I would have been. Do you have a no. favorite suit or is there a big game suit that you wear? Uh, there is not. I do have a tie that I wish I could wear more. Uh, my very first senior class got me a really nice, just plain gray tie, but then they had right. a lady paint the Oakdale bear on the bottom of it kind okay. of thing, but it's painted on there. 
Well, at some point years ago, I don't know, I don't even know how it happened. I just remember looking down and like the tie has stains on it. And I'm, well, I can't get it like washed because then the paint will come off. Yeah, that is a dilemma. So I've just, I'll still wear it sometimes with the stains on it and just is what it is. It's not perfect, you know? Well, right. Not everything can be perfect. Right. So, uh, I remember the one thing I was going to tell you. You'll laugh at this. There was one game this year I didn't get dressed up. Why not? <clears throat> well, so we played Tuesday night against Ligonor, got dressed up. The next game was at TJ on a Wednesday. Well, Wednesdays, I've got duty after school. It was going to be a quick rush to the bus. I, I just didn't, I didn't have time to change. So I brought some clothes, real, changed real fast before I drove up to the game just to get dressed in. So I've got like the golf shirt, but the long sleeve Oakdale shirt over top and some did, khaki pants did on. Your player, did your players recognize you? They, they recognize me, but the story gets better, Greg. Okay, go ahead. So we show up. Now this is a makeup game on a Wednesday. Right, yeah. Snow you, wouldn't, game. you wouldn't play on Wednesday Correct. normally. Correct, so it was right. a snow yeah. game makeup. So we show up. JV, our bus is late. We get there. We're worried about having enough time for JV to warm up. Well, there's only one ref, so the game's not getting started right away. Well, there's still only one ref, and there's one ref. And then they're like, well, we called the varsity refs, first one to get here, well, we could start the game. Well, I told Larry and JV coach, and I talked to the other JV coach, like, guys, I got a whistle, I, I can ref. So we, st <laughs> we started the game with me and this other guy refing for about the first five minutes until one of the varsity refs showed up. I started the first quarter of that game, and I made sure I called the first two fouls on Oakdale. <laughs> <laughs> so, of all the games that I get dressed up, that well, was the game that I get dressed up. Oh, was it hard to call fouls on your own team? No, 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 it was fine. Right. Well, well yeah. And did you go out of your way to make sure that you? No, it was you, just the did, right call. It was did, the right call. Did you overcompensate? To I make did not it, overcompensate. To make, to, make, to make it look like you weren't you weren't showing favoritism. Uh, no, but I was glad that that's how it worked out right. to make sure that it looked like I wasn't showing favoritism. Yeah, if you were wearing a suit, that might have been It would have been a little bit tougher, yeah. Right. Did you feel a fish out of water coaching a game without a suit on? I did not. I did not, especially after having to ref and everything else that was going on that day. No, it felt fine. All right. Uh, football coaches don't wear you. We got to get Stein involved. In yeah, this too, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess Mike Nolan of the 49ers uh, wore a suit, wore a suit for uh, for uh, at least the season. Um, but there's not a lot of football coaches. No, so, not so, anymore. So you got to get you got to get Kurt on board. With yeah, this, we got to uh, talk too. to him about and, that. And, and we'll, we'll, well, he's he's. I don't think he's going to change from his khakis and no. his, uh, his 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 his. You know, polo, fun, a funny story about Stein. I don't know if you know this one, but. In 2006, I coached the Urbana freshman girls. Okay. He was coaching the Catoctin freshman boys basketball team. Okay. We both went undefeated. The newspaper did a little article. I mean, I'm talking little. Uh, that had both of us in there mm -hmm. talking about our teams real quick, you know, and all that. Right. And then four years later, we both get hired at Oakdale. I just thought that was funny how yeah, we were both in that article right, together. Right. And, and, and then your paths right. uh, uh, cross again. So... Um, did you watch the, the NBA All-Star game? I watched some of the first half with my son, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what did you think of that level of basketball as a, as a coach that, that preaches defense? Uh, Greg, you know what you're getting when you go into it, right? Yeah. but I, I was hoping with the East-West, and they were talking a big game about trying to be a little more competitive, but... But, but, but we're heading into, like, Pro Bowl territory with, with the NBA All-Star game, though, where when you're scoring 400 points... Right. Uh, and it's basically just... It's it's a bunch of professional basketball players jogging up and down the court, and it's a series of wide open shots. It's yep. like, do we need to be doing this correct the, the, this way, and do we need to be risking injuries to major stars uh, in, in, in the middle of a season just for, for this 
glorified exhibition that really isn't that entertaining to watch because there's absolutely no defense being played. You said it all. I really don't know. I right. Mean, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, is. but does that does that type of basketball does that does that sort of repulse you uh, to, to some degree? Like with, with no defense whatsoever. Like if you put Alexis Rowe out there, she she could have gotten some she could have gotten some blocks in that game right. last night. Well, here, just me personally, I really don't watch the NBA until it's playoffs. <laughs> okay. I watch you know bits and pieces here and there. Well, what about what about college basketball? Yes, I'll watch college. I'll watch high school because. It's just better basketball. It's more of the kind of style I like, you know. The NBA guys, they're and WNBA too. They're fantastic, right? With their talent, they are the best of the best. But yeah, I don't think it gets serious until the playoffs. Did you watch the Saturday night stuff with uh, Steph and Sabrina? I did not get a chance to watch you, you that. You did not. I mean, the dunk contest. They're uh, Mac McClung, who's not even in the. He's NBA. not even in the NBA. Yeah, right. So. He, he's he's the G League guy. So right. so the NBA can't even get one of their own players to win the dunk contest right. these days. Right. So. Is bas- basketball is your favorite sport, right? I mean, you're you're all around sports fan, I would say. I, but, I'm an all around sports but fan. But is basketball your favorite? Um, F- football's up there, right? Football's now. up there. You know, it's funny. I I think baseball's my favorite to play. <laughs> actually. Okay. Baseball, all right. Yeah, football's probably my favorite to watch, and basketball's my favorite to coach and okay, do right. all that. Okay, so, a little bit of everything. Uh, you're an Oriole fan, or no uh, Pittsburgh? You're, that's that's right. Yeah, well, you, so signs from Pitt, signs from Pittsburgh too. He's he's a pirate. West, West fan. Virginia, uh, yeah, 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 but. Yeah. but, but yeah, that, we, that Wheeling, uh, Pittsburgh area. Correct. So, um, so you're a that's right. You're a Steelers, right? Yep. Uh, Steelers, uh, p- Pirates, p- Penguins. Correct. Okay. So, so all, all, all the Pittsburgh yep. teams. Yeah. And so. then Penn State for college. Okay. Um, how did you feel about the Steelers season? Um, Disappointed. Yeah. Is, is Kenny Pickett the guy? In my opinion, no. No, and they need to get a quarterback, draft a, a rookie quarterback, or, or or like a Russell Wilson, Justin Fields type. Not Wilson. Not that they're not going to get a rookie at twenty. That's going to be worth it. Justin Fields. I would be excited about. Yeah, because he's he's. It, why would the Bears give up on him? Because now he's four or five years in. He's got all this experience. He he knows what he's looking at when when he looks at a defense. Maybe they feel about him how I feel about Kenny Pickett. Right? They just think he's not the answer. Well, here's the problem. I mean, you have to pay Justin Fields. So, 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 what do you want to pay Justin so if you tra- Fields? Well, so, yeah. Well, if you trade for him, then you're gonna have to pay him Correct. too. So, so the Bears don't have a ton of leverage in terms of trading. They're they're not gonna get a lot for Justin. No, Fields. I know. I was a little bit surprised. Like t- people were saying, like a second and a fifth round pick. I'm like, deal, right. deal. I'll right. do that. D- do it. Do it now. Yeah. So, uh, are you more comfortable with Mason Rudolph than you are uh, Kenny Pickett, or is it like just too? blah options uh yeah that neither of those excite me okay but but fields fields would it not russell wilson not russell wilson because he's got a year he'll have like a year left or whatever kirk Kirk cousins is another one that like maybe for a year but no i want i'm used to the roethlisberger right like right well right you got you've been you've been been spoiled you've been spoiled i'm a brown i'm a browns fan and and we're we're still not sure we have the quarterback situation figured out (laughs) although i think we do deshaun watson has a good record uh, and the Flacco story was cool. I, I hope they could bring Flacco back as a as a backup next year. We'll we'll see if he gets the chance to start elsewhere. You guys better hope Watson's the answer, with all the eggs you put in that basket. Yeah, well, this is the last year we won't ever. We'll, we get our draft picks back after <laughs> after this spring. You got fi- Kevin Costner finally. wheeling and dealing for you. Uh, ho- ho- hopefully, <laughs> uh, Andrew Andrew Barry Andrew Barry went to my high school. Oh, uh, really? He went to Bellar High School, okay. um, and that, and that's where I graduated up in up in Harford County. So, uh, what would you think of the Super Bowl? I mean, if you give Mahomes a chance, he's just gonna he's just gonna kill you, right? <sighs> 
I really thought going in the 49ers were the better team. They're the better team, but they but, but they, they don't have, have the be- right exactly. And Steve Spagnuolo does not get enough credit for the defense. I mean, you gotta remember he won the two with the Giants. The, yeah, the Chiefs won with their defense. Yeah, this he's year. he's a mastermind as a defensive coordinator. Um, I think that's a big difference. But also going in, I told a couple people this: how people forget to the previous season, the 49ers in the NFC Championship, they lost all their quarterbacks. Otherwise, they could have easily been in the Super Bowl. Last year, right, and yeah, so but Purdy got they were yeah. down to like uh, Jared. Everybody Johnson got hurt, right? and then yeah. they were playing like Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. Right, so I really think people forgot that that's how the Eagles got there, and blah blah blah. So well, I, the, I, Eagle, I, the Eagles were legit. I they, mean, they were, yeah. but I, but my point is the Niners are good. They they were good last year. They right. were really good this year, and I just really felt they were the better team. So I was a little surprised that. The Chiefs played them so close, and the 49ers never got away. And then I did feel in the fourth quarter it was the Chiefs' game to lose. Yeah. Weren't you thinking when it was only 10-3 to at halftime, when the 49ers clearly outplayed them in the first half, and it was only 10-3, to didn't you think they were in a little bit of trouble there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, just if it was a basketball game and you play really well in a half and you're not winning by a lot, yeah. Or if you play really bad and you're only losing by a couple, you're feeling good. Yeah. Right. Um, do you watch women's basketball, college basketball, and as and, much as and I can, men's? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who's who's who? The tournament's wide open this year, right? Men's. Um, yeah, I still think UConn's pretty tough. Uh, right, I'm defending champs. Right, uh, number one team this year. Uh, yeah, they're probably the favorites because everyone else is. Purdue just lost again. Right. Uh, behind them, it seems like everyone's losing. They it seems like the teams that get up around number one that they they end up falling back, and. I guess South Carolina is going to be a be a handful yeah. uh, in, in in the women's tournament. So, what what do you think of the Caitlin uh, Clark story? It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, selling out arenas, home yeah, and away. Yeah, she was just in College Park, and, um, uh, and, and, and my, my my brother who works for Under Armour, uh, he he said it was like the hottest ticket in town. Yeah, uh, that that Maryland Iowa yeah. basketball game. I so. mean, you get a chance to see her play and what she can do. Do, do your players do they do they talk about her or they, um, we do, actually do, haven't like sat down and had a conversation That's right maybe but, but, but do, 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 do they do they ever some, mention, some do. Ma- ma- mention her or anything um, like that I know that some of them know who she is and know what she's doing yeah because even though she's not a pro yet I mean she's already done more for women's basketball than than most other people like who else has generated this sort of interest in women's basketball yeah I mean I, I mean, know some it, it, some have but but it's it's, it's a short right. she's on the short list yeah short. I mean just you know in the time that I've been alive you know I know like the Connecticut superstars but yeah. they always had great teams too and Gino's got his own I, I don't remember like this this sort of national buzz following right the, the UConn players like like Caitlin Clark has though. yeah I mean I wasn't alive for the Beatles, but it almost seems like it almost <laughs> seems like the tickets are like that, right? I mean, right. it's like Taylor yeah, Swift right. ticket, right? Yeah, it's just right, exactly. everybody's going. So if like, I, I can't town, we're going. right, and I I can't remember another women's player. I mean, there there might have been some that I'm just not remembering or overlooking. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it, uh, yeah, well, she, she's the hottest ticket in and, town. And one thing, when you watch her play, not only can she just score basically whenever, but she assists. On so many of her team's points, you know, like I think it was Coach Joder who was telling me the other day, pretty sure it was him, we were talking, and he was saying how 31 of the first 33 points that her team scored, she either scored or assisted on the kid that scored. And the one that she didn't, she made a pass to the kid who made the pass. Like, she's just responsible for them scoring every time. And, and she's pulling up from, like, 30 Oh, yeah, she feet. walks in the gym, she's in range. Right. 
do you have players that do that? I, I, I know Sailor Poffenbarger from Middletown when when she when she was playing, uh, she she would she would take some deep threes. Do you do you have some um, players that like to pull up from? Just I mean, beyond, that, just, just beyond half court. That deep, not quite. I mean, Lisa had a couple shots this year. It was like, okay. Right. They're, they're, heat they're check. Deep. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ex- exactly. Uh, are, are those good shots, bad shots, or depending on if they go in? Or, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I do tell the kids as they get older, like, and she would be a perfect example of you've earned the right to take some shots, right? Right. You, you've spent your time. You've practiced. you put the shots up in the offseason. You've earned the right to shoot open shots, and so – you know, if we don't want you to shoot a shot or something, we'll try and tell you. But you've earned the right to shoot those shots. So, you know, if it's in the flow of the game and you're feeling a little bit and you want to try it, yeah, you got the green light. All right. Uh, you mentioned Taylor Swift. What do you make of the, the whole Taylor Swift influence on the NFL? Uh, do, 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 do you have an opinion on it? Or? No, not really. What I do, I will say this. It, it is nice that, you know, my son has loved football just because it's football and he plays and he's been following. He's, he's awesome with it. But – it was pretty cool to see my daughter be engaged, involved, knows players, knows right. knows teams, right? And wants, well, well, and well, wants well, to learn, right? And yeah. Watch, so. well, well, would she otherwise? If, 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 yeah, if, there, I, if there was no Taylor Swift, I, I don't know if she would. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they say that's the biggest influence she's had. She's brought, I mean, she's brought dads a lot closer to their daughters, yeah. uh, in, in, in ways because they sort of bond over football. Now. Yeah, I mean, she's so, got, yeah. yeah, she has Kansas City Chiefs jersey that she'll wear now, and oh, so she's a certified Swifty. I guess you, yes, you could say that. Are, are you a certified? Swifty? I am yeah, not, Coach no, Healy. Okay, do, do you not like her music or? Uh, no, I mean, yeah. I, hey, she's a Pennsylvania girl, so I'm Pennsylvania <laughs> that's, boy. That's true, so. she's from Reading. Right? Yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm fine with that uh, uh, um, across the state. So. Um, all right, what else, what else What else did you want to talk about? Anything? <laughs> Whatever you have in mind, Greg. All right. Well, what, what do you expect on Thursday against Frederick? Uh, a really good game, you know, like I said. Game. Yeah, like I said earlier, Nate does a great job. You know, he was really good at previous stops he's been at as well. So uh, a good game, it's interesting. You know, I think he feels the same way where – it's good to have a game, especially for both of us to have a bye. You know, it's good to have a game, but you don't want anybody getting hurt. You just want to play well. The winner loss, you know, you're playing for the championship and something you could say, but really you just want to, like, in our case, we just want to go out and play well, and whatever happens, happens. How, how do you look at the region? I know you think that Ligonor will be a, a handful. Yeah, Ligonor, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then, you know, we know right now we get the winner of the Man Valley-Tuscarora game. So we're sort of focused on that. Um, definitely do think Ligonor is going to be in the regional final. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Coach. If I have anything else to tell you, I'll, 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 I'll say I'll say it next week on the podcast, and I'll, and I'll, I'll wait for your response. All right. So, appreciate what you guys so. do. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for coming in. Uh, Rob Healy, uh, head coach of the Oakville High girls team. Uh, my thanks to uh, Graham Cullen for producing, uh, Alexander Dacey and John Cannon for coming on and talking Federal County Sports. Thanks to all of you for checking us out and listening to the final score. Uh, until next week, have a great one, everyone. We'll see you. We'll see you then.